Broadcasting from the bottom of the canal, this is RFG, RadioFreeGowanis.org. Welcome back to the Radio Free Gowanus podcast. This is the long overdue second episode, part two in a two-part series with highlights from our pirate radio broadcast during the Gowanus Open Studios. My name is Michael Clemo, and Radio Free Gowanus is an occasional podcast from and about the Gowanus neighborhood in Brooklyn. You can find us at RadioFreeGowanus.org or at FreeGowanus on Twitter. You can also email us at studio at RadioFreeGowanus.org. In this episode, we're going to loosely focus on music. First, though, we have a little announcement about an upcoming event. The Gowanus-based Letter of Mark Theater Company is having a fundraising event, including performances and music, and they asked if we'd like to broadcast the event live. So I'll be there at the event with the microphones on. Here's what they have to say. Letter of Mark Theater Company is jazzed to announce their next performance-based party on June 18th in Gowanus, Brooklyn. It's Sword Razor 8, the Wet Willies shortwave radio show. Doors will open at 7.30 p.m. Performances start at 8 p.m. Featuring an original live radio show performed by Letter of Mark with special guests, hot jazz, burlesque, games, drinks, raffles, rooftops... What better way to get jingle-brained and support dynamic theater in Brooklyn? And it's free if you RSVP online. June 18th, 7.30 p.m. in Gowanus, Brooklyn at 261 Douglas Street. RSVP for your free tickets at www.lomtheater.org. That's L-O-M-T-H-E-A-T-E-R dot O-R-G. And follow Letter of Mark on Insta Twitterbook at L-O-M-Theater. So I encourage you to come on down to Gowanus. However, if you can't make it physically, you can listen to the live broadcast at RadioFreeGowanus.org and also at LOMTheater.org, where you can make a donation to the Letter of Mark Theater Company. <laughs> Is that your number? <laughs> yeah. Definitely come out to Gowanus, come out to the Gowanus Open Studios, come out to see some art. It's really, really awesome. It's going to be a high of 55 today, so layer up, uh, San Francisco style. Um, it's going to be windy also, so FYI, that hat that keeps falling off your head, don't wear that. Just don't do it. Next up, I've got a song by a band who... Was brought to our attention yesterday. Somebody came into the station and said, oh, you got to hear my band. And the band is Mount Sharp, and the album is Weird Fears, and I'm going to play a song called Whiskey Ginger. I like me a whiskey ginger, although it's a little early for that right now.
get to the northeast. Well, you know, that, that's kind of one of those urban legends. But the thing is, is that it, it, was, it became like a, a story that sailors tell each other. Like, you know, that, that everyone's like, I saw, I saw that guy. And everyone's like, bullshit, you didn't see him. Yes, exactly. Kind of like St. Emil's Fire, where they were like, you know, like, I saw that guy. And they're like, wait a minute, did you? We're going to play one more tune, and uh, then we're going to get weird. Thank you. 
This thing you're listening to is Radio Frigo Harness, 88.5 FM, RadioFrigoHarness.org. We have uh, in our midst uh, a special representative, Joanna Ebenstein from the Morbid Anatomy Museum. You guys are, have a new space, right? Yes, so we're Gowanus born and bred. We were at Proteus Gowanus for the last five years. Now we're at a new space on the corner of 7th Street and 3rd Avenue, the home of a former nightclub that was called Layla's, I believe. That's Some right, of you it might was remember. called Layla's. Have you ever been there? Uh, you say I, that with a knowing tone of voice. I do. I've been... I've been here for I think uh, maybe four and a half years, but I've seen that place change hands a number of times. And this last iteration was Layla's. They had a uh, I think a martini glass on the sign and uh, complete with an olive. And there was at one time a jazz band in there. They would keep their doors open, but there was never anyone in there. And I think that's probably why they went belly up, or I don't know. Yes. Well, their loss was our gain. So basically, that building, as you recall, was not the most attractive building. However, it did have a kick-ass. heating and cooling system which is a big deal for museums so for us it turned out to be absolutely perfect it's three floors so we divide it into the basement where we do our lectures as you mentioned in your awesome spot we have events almost every night of the week we do lots of classes so we already have a community of people doing that sort of thing our ground floor is a gift shop cafe and the top floor is a temporary and permanent exhibition space great Cool. And uh, so you, cafe. So you guys have. Uh, yeah, we got coffee. coffee. And everything. We got coffee. We've got snacks. We've got cookies. We've awesome. got tea sometimes. Uh, it, it's actually excellent coffee. And I say that as someone who doesn't like coffee very much. Great. Uh, so uh, before you were in this space, and the renovation is quite nice. I, I like. I really like the. It, there's lots of windows. It's very yeah. open. Well, let me give a shout out to our architects, uh, okay. Robert Kirkbridge and um, his partner Anthony Cohn are the ones who made that a beautiful building. It, it would not be what it was without those guys. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. Um, and before that, you said you were in the Proteus Gowana space that is on Nevins and Union. Correct. And they don't have a lot of windows. <laughs> Where were you guys in that building? If you can picture it, um, did you ever go, you know, they have that second gallery space that you kind of walk through into the end. There's windows on the left hand side and there's a door on the right hand side. If you go through that door, there's a 300 square foot space, and that's where I was. Really? Yeah, really. So everything you see in our permanent collection right now was crammed into that tiny 300, and you're very right, zero light ever, ever, ever 300 square foot space. Wow. Yeah. You have a photography background, is that correct? Correct. And how do you come to work with archives and collections and that sort of thing? Yeah, well, my photography interest, when I moved to New York, I got really interested in objects in museums, and particularly natural history museums, and the way in which um, these animals that had a particular life and a biography kind of become a specimen, and they become a a word in a curatorial story in a way that doesn't happen in an art museum. Something different happens there, and I became really interested in the way the way in which photography kind of played into that idea, the way you could take something out of context, put it in a vitrine, and kind of, in a way, preserve it forever, but at the same time taking it out of its context, so it has a totally different meaning, right? Mm. And this was really interesting to me. So I spent a lot of time at the Museum of Natural History, and then I started to go to the Mütter Museum in Philadelphia, which is kind of taking it one step further, because you're actually looking at real human remains. And Mm. it's the same idea, really. This human being who was mourned, probably, by lots of people when they died, is now representing tuberculosis, or something to this effect. And, And the way in which... There, there was just a very special feeling those objects gave me, and I tried to capture those in the photography. And then in 2007, I did an exhibition where I traveled around the world to see other museums like the Mütter Museum. So in Florence, Italy, there's something called La Specola, where they have these life-size wax women built in the 1700s and things like this. When I came back, 
I had so many photographs and so much information that I created a blog which was just my way of kind of starting to make sense of everything I'd collected and think of how to make a body of work out of it. And this was a kind of the, you know, it was 2007, blogs were new, it didn't occur to me there'd be any interest in this outside of myself. This is really just my own way of grappling with this too much information really. And almost immediately there was a following and, and people started to email me and I guess this is what the internet does, right? People, I thought there'd be no one interested in this. I'd been interested in it my whole life. People were starting to email me and say thank you. Like I didn't know there was anybody else and it grew and grew and grew. And then soon we started having lectures and this, well no, actually soon, the next thing that happened is Somebody asked me if I had certain books, and I have a lot of books that are really rare and hard to find. They're not in public museums, or libraries, rather. And so I thought, well, I should make them available to people. That would be a nice thing to do. So I got a space at Proteus Gowanus, and I moved in my books and artifacts to this 300-square-foot uh, space. With no light. With no light. Thank you. Um, and then we started a lecture series next door. We opened a place called Observatory, where we did lectures basically three or four nights of the week, me and a bunch of other kind of artist blogger types all took turns. We staged gallery shows there, but it was small and industrial. And then, um, and then the way it got to the next level, it kind of defies imagination, but I was giving a talk two Halloweens ago and I was talking about this, this cult religious figure called Santa Muerta, which is something we're very interested in at the museum. It's basically, if you see it, it's, it looks like a skeleton, a woman, a woman skeleton, so she's dressed in a dress, she's holding a scythe, often she's standing on a globe and there's a little owl next to her. And this is a saint in the panoply of Catholic saints if you ask certain people in Mexico. So we're very interested in Santa Muerta and I was talking about this and two people in the audience were very interested and they came to my space later with a box of Santa Muerta things for me. And one of them was Tracy Hurley Martin, who's the CEO of the museum now. <laughs> and she saw what I was doing and said, this is great, there should be a gift shop cafe like this. And I said, there should be, it should happen now, it should happen in this neighborhood, and I could build you a great museum to go with that. And this is how it was born. Wow, that's great. It's unbelievable. That's fantastic. Thomas Piper in the house. This is a track called Still You on Radio Free Go Wellness. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey.
got crazy minds. People wanna waste your time. People saying crazy lies. People wanna watch your whole damn world just fall apart. But you're not one of them. That's why you are my friend, my lover to the end. That's why after all this time, it's still you. Right. Uh, the song you just heard was uh, by Thomas Piper, who happens to be in the house. Hey, hey what's, up, what's, up, what's up? What's going on? Hey, what's going on? Tell us about what you do. Um, I'm a singer, songwriter, producer. Um, I've worked with and do video and do a um, bunch of stuff. Worked with um, Georgia Ann Muldrow, Mel LaRue, Public Enemy, um, just a bunch of people. And um, I work mainly out of compute on computers, but I play I play instruments as well, and that that was my first single that I'm releasing. Awesome, yeah. And um, you know, trying to get from being in the back to being in the front. Well, you're in the front here. <laughs> yeah, I'm in the front. Yeah, here, yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> so that's cool. Um, that's cool. So that track was called "Still, Still You." Still mm-hmm. you, and uh, released on um, on the People's Republic of Sound, which is my label. Nice. And um, there's an album that's actually done. I'm just kind of waiting to make sure that this works <laughs> you yeah. know and um so that that's what it is the album's going to be called an internal revolt and um you know it's about i think it's 12 songs i think i can't remember i've lost track because i did so many songs yeah to wheedle it down to what i liked and then so what happened was is that uh another historian learned learned about uh you know, this half-man, half-pelican, uh, who was actually deserted on this island. And then he started to write about it. And that's when everyone started to, like, pick up the sort of, like, the legend that this person... Yeah, Conrad Bacon. That this... this huh? Okay. Conrad Aiken. Like, this guy actually might exist. So then the sort of urban legend, like, gained steam that, that actually... Ronald, there might be out there like a half man, half pelican somewhere. Who knows where? 
we think it's at an island in the Pacific. But who knows? You know what I mean? We have Justin Allen. There we go. That's the sexy voice. Yeah. Hello. What's up, ladies? What? <laughs> so, um, thanks for stopping by. We've got a couple of guests here. There's a bunch of people here who are ready to hear your track. There we hold go. that. Like, hold that. I've got to do this. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. You got it. Where do you live? I actually uh, live in the Bronx. You live in the Bronx? Where in the Bronx? Everywhere in the Bronx. You live everywhere I in the Bronx? On everyone's couch. I'm a starving artist. <laughs> Sweet <laughs> word. Yeah. That's awesome. Cool. So, do, are you here to see the open studios? Yes. I was actually here to see an artist by the name of Myla Seabrook. Myla Seabrook? Hi, is, Myla. She, is she right over there? She's right over there. Myla, come on in here. Get over here, Myla. Hello. Hello. Yeah, she was showing some stuff upstairs. Nice. Are you in this building? Yes. Nice. Hold on one second. I'm going to turn on your mic now. Oh, I have a mic. Yes, you do. <laughs> okay. All right. Hello. So your name is Myla. Yes, Myla Seabrook. And um, I was upstairs at the Brooklyn Art Space. Awesome. Landscapes. Landscapes. So. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Cool. A, a painter? Yes, oil Great. paint. Great. Mm -hmm. Cool. So this is the connection. Yes. This is the connection. <laughs> Here it is. Brought him down to Brooklyn. Nice. Yeah. So we're about to play your track called Hold That, yes. which I've now gotten correct. <laughs> and... Uh, what tell me about the song what's the what's the deal like where I does mean, this come from the concept is basically uh you know if you, if you got your own thing going on and somebody's trying to waste your time you tell them tell them hold that you, you know? tell them to hold that that's great it's, it's geared more towards <laughs> the ladies though you know because a lot of guys try to get with the ladies and they want to waste their time and she's like nah you know hold that yeah hold that we got things over here <laughs> right. that i could be doing Right. Yeah. So true. So very true. All the ladies in the house are like, mm -hmm, we've done this before. You be telling people all that. Yeah. Right. I've got my own thing going on. Yeah, all right. Talking about goodbyes, the reply. I see, okay. Either you got a man, they lame, or you gay. One or more, posted on the corner by the store. I'm thinking to myself, I wonder what you waiting for. Minutes go past, I'm still waiting. I'm a circle the block when I can't, no faking. Car still moving, I'm playing in my new sh. You start looking, I'm looking back, waving. Hey. She's so gorgeous and hot like August. Got the dudes calling, and she like, hold that, hold that, hold that. Hold that, 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 hold that
talking, getting better acquainted. She waiting for a car that just got repainted. Moved up the block, the block type boring. I'm a new friend from then, she been calling. A cool girl, former school girl. Just got a degree, about to take over the world. Like the dude here, wanna open up a shop. Mine out of this world, I'm glad I circled the block. Got a head on straight A, not independent. This woman move major, put nails on the shit in. Chicks like damn, she thinks she the shit. But she already know, so she ain't thinking shit. And dudes that approach come wrong. Is it this worth more than some games? She be like, what is this? Now I understand, some girls ain't stuck up. They just want you to come with something more than the what's up. She's so gorgeous and hot like August. Got them dudes calling, and she like, hold that, hold that, hold that. No, no, no. Ronald is Ronald. Ronald is probably the only half man, half pelican person alive. Probably he's the only half man, half pelican person alive. But there's no really no way of telling. For the most part, there could be hundreds, no more than hundreds. Absolutely not thousands. There could be dozens of half men, half pelican people out there. But uh, Ronald is absolutely the last of that breed, and his his uh, his story is very much a sad one. Uh, you know, you can imagine his bones were a bird's, and him playing in the schoolyard. All that a little boy had to do was to strike his legs a bit, and he would break them. Ask Ronald. Well, yeah, no one can. But anyway, the point is, is that, yes, he had a very violent, horrible, strange upbringing. You want me to play something? Yeah, go for it. Play something. Do it, dude. Oh, I can hear that just fine. Yeah. Oh, that's right, because it's in the analog way. Everybody knows that the day is so loaded. Everybody rolls <laughs> with their fingers crossed. Everybody knows I I looked so I Everybody I forgot about this song until I watched the, the film Pump Up the Volume. Oh, I don't know. If which I've never uh, seen. N- neither Raphael well, or Frigga have either. seen it. <laughs> oh, it's worth seeing. You know, I mean, if you're if you're, you're, you're Radio Frigolanus like has to know everything. Oh, about this right, film. of course. You know what the premise is? Even okay, the okay, premise is it's a radio a, thing. An alienated. Uh, okay, so a, a, a kid moves with his family to suburban Arizona somewhere, okay. and he hates his high school, and, okay. he, and he doesn't have new. He doesn't like have friends. Okay. He hates his parents, and he runs a pirate radio station out of his basement. Ah, okay. Um, and that's exactly what we're doing. Oh my exactly. god, it's like, so true. You, you know, guys are I such mean, cute I mean, this is this is this is New Mexico, but almost. You Arizona. said Arizona. Radio Frigo Wannis, 88.5 FM, Radio Frigo Wannis.org.
and I will always love.